Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Those were two powerful songs. Powerful songs. I was in there just uh, rejoicing. Amen. You will just uh, stand with me for a word of prayer. Lord God, we come before you now. Father, we pause always to realize your position as an awesome yes, God, yes. as a wonderful God, as a way maker, as a miracle worker, as a promise keeper, light in the darkness. Yes. Our God, we can get personal because that is who you are. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your many blessings. And Lord, right now we ask that you be in the midst of your people, allow them to hear from on high, allow them to hear your word, Father, and not mine. Lord, help them to see the beauty of preaching, but also teaching. Father, help them to appreciate the fact that preaching is what drew them in, but teaching is what sustains them. Yes. Amen. So, Lord, we just ask for a word from on high. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 If you have your Bibles, I ask that you turn if you have your phone, <laughs> tablets, I ask that you turn with me to Judges, the 15th chapter. Judges, the 15th chapter, we'll cover verses 9 through 20. Judges, 15th chapter, verses 9 through 20. If you have studied the Sunday school lesson this week, cat's out the back. <laughs> Judges, the 15th chapter, verses 9 through 20. You know, it's uh, part of an introduction. You know, in, in a perfect world, we're the perfect employee perfect spouse, perfect parent, perfect child. And, and, and in this uh, perfect world, we would show up and show out on every occasion. Folks would not have a negative thing to say about us. And on a scale of one to 10, our relationships would be trending towards 11. We'd show the love of God to our neighbors, esteem others, think soberly of ourselves, and have peace within in a perfect world. In a perfect world, as it relates to God, we would live out our purpose of his design. Working with one another for his glory would be easy peasy. Unity would be amazing. Every church would be named New Life Church of God. Every church would have one name in a perfect world. Our faith, obedience, service to him would be so pristine that we would not have to wait to go to heaven to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. In a perfect world, we would hear God say that often. But it's not that way. And unfortunately, we 
stumble with man and ultimately with God. Sometimes we're not the great thing we ought to be in relationships, right? We don't uh, treat each other right. Uh, we take advantage of one another. We underappreciate each other and so on and so on. And most times there's a battle between God's will and our will, right? Yet, through our faults and our weaknesses, God's grace and mercy prevails. And we can still say that we're blessed even though we're a mess. <laughs> we can uh, show up at gatherings uh, among family and friends, for example, and, and our attitudes won't be right. But yet sometimes and somehow we'll still have a good time, even though we would be the problem. We would show up uh, as a Debbie Downer or a negative Nancy or so sad <laughs> And yet God would have to work through that. Yes, yes. And we would still have a blessed time among family members, right? We can have a blessed time in spite of us. And that's the example that we see from Samson. And Samson was a blessed dude. <laughs> he was a blessed man. From the beginning, God had chosen him. But yet, here's the point of the message. God works through us in spite of us. Amen. God works through us in spite of us. It's not all the time, but there's some times in which God has to work through us in spite of us. We can have a blessed start like Samson with talent and opportunity galore. And we would still be off point somehow where God would have to work through us because he can't work with us. He would have to work through us, in spite of us. And we're going to see how the Sunday school lesson, or this portion of scripture, brings that out. As we will read from chapter 15 of Judges, verses 9 through 20, it says, then the Philistines went up and camped in Judah and spread out in Leah. The men of Judah said, why have you come up against us? And they said, we have come up to bind Samson in order to do to him as he did to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cliff of the rock of Eden and said to Samson, do you not know that the Philistines are our rulers or they are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, as they did to me, so I have done to them. They said to him, 
We have come down to bind you so that we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, swear to me that you will not kill me. So they said to him, no, but we will bind you fast and give you into their hands. Yet surely we will not kill you. Then they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines shouted as they met him, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, so that the ropes that were on his arms were as flax, that is, burned with fire. And, he's, and his bonds dropped from his hand. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey. So he reached out and took it and killed a thousand men with it. Then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I have killed a thousand men. When he had finished speaking, he threw the jawbone from his hand. And he named that place Ramah Then he became very thirsty. And he called to the Lord and said, You have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant. And now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? But God split a hollow place that is in Lehi, so that water came out of it. When he drank, his strength returned, and he revived. Therefore he named it in Hakor, which is in Lehi to this day. So he judged Israel 20 years in the days of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. As I stated, the thought of the day is that God has to work when he can't work with us. He will work through us in spite of us. Amen. So the nation of Israel, what we see here, if we chop this up and all these verses up, we will see from verses 9 through 13 that God works through us in spite of us when there is no us. God works through us in spite of us when there is no us. And I'll explain that. The nation of Israel was still stuck in this cycle. They had this cycle going on of sin, then suffering, then supplication, and then salvation. And they just kept going through this cycle, judge after judge, for about 300 years, a 300-year period of time. God sent various judges to help the nation. Amen? And, and the word judge, by the way, isn't defined as it is today, where we think of a judge sitting on a seat and making judgment towards people. No, judges here has more of the thought of a deliverer. Amen? So God would send them a deliverer. They would send then they would suffer, then they would cry out to God, and then God would send salvation through one of these deliverers, through these judges. 
Amen. So by the time God sent Samson, the nation was bullied by the Philistines for about 40 years. And in reading the story, you would think that uh, they were suffering from what they call Stockholm Syndrome, <laughs> where, where, the, where the captors all of a sudden team up with those who are capturing them. Right? Where they would form an alliance with the oppressor, where the victim even defends the one that is mistreating and misusing them. If you read the story carefully, you would think that they were suffering from that. The Philistines came showing force and intimidation with at least 1,000 soldiers. They came with a great number because Samson was beating them up on a regular basis. Right? And, and they camped near the tribe of Judah. And the people of Judah asked, why are they here? Why are they coming messing with us? Right? We didn't do anything to them. We have been trying to keep the peace. Why are they messing with us? We're, we're going to go and, and get an answer from them. And when they did, the Philistines said, we're messing with you because we want Samson. And if you don't give us Samson, we're going to get you. So what did they do? They assembled 3,000 men. They assembled 3,000 men just to go get Samson. No unity. No loyalty. No togetherness. And this shows what I'm saying at this point, that God works through us in spite of us when there is no us. When our unity is all messed up and thrown off. God works through us in spite of us when there is no us going on, right? There was no unity. It was, it was this uh, have your own back mentality, right? Not once is it recorded that the folks thought, all of these 3,000 men, not once is it recorded that they thought, you know what, if the Philistines got at least a, a, a thousand men to go get one guy. <laughs> and we assembled 3,000 to get one guy. This must be a bad dude. <laughs> if, if they got 1,000 or more, and we have 3,000 trying to get one man, this must be a bad dude. Matter of fact, he probably could deliver us from them. Not once did they think that. No, what they were doing, they were busy capturing the deliverer to deliver him to the end. That's how twisted their thinking was. That's how twisted their minds were. And we can get to a state, and folks can get to a state in their headspace where deliverance can just knock on the door and, and, and just look at you eyeball to eyeball and introduce themselves as I'm delivered, I'm deliverance, and you would still miss it. You can still miss it. God can send you someone to help you in your situation, and they can tell you and spell it out, and you can still miss it. It can still go over your head. Church, let us pray 
that all of us can see that God only used a one-man army yeah. Yeah. during a time in which it was desperate. Yeah. His, his, his normal mode of operation is unity. And church, we need to understand that that's exactly how he's calling us and what he's calling us to do now. He's calling us to be unified. To be unified. Let it not be said that God had to work through us in spite of us because there was no us. Amen. Amen. Goes on to say in verses 14 through 17, it shows another point that God works through us in spite of us when we think it's just about us. God works through us in spite of us when we think it's just about us. Poor Philistines. When they saw Samson coming all tied up, they began to, uh, they, they just knew they had the victory. And the truth was that they were about to get a serious beatdown. Right? They was about to get shown up, beat up. But yet they were saying, oh yeah, they're going to bound him up in, in, in new rope. Oh yeah, we got him now. Bring him to us. Bring him to us. So with a jawbone of an axe, a donkey, Samson killed, killed a thousand men. Now this was no dry bone if you studied at all. This was no dry, brittle bone. <laughs> but a fresh, strong bone to get the job done, Amen. right? But yet, God is interested because he used someone that wasn't focused on him at the time. And he used a, some material or a weapon that was unconventional. But yet, it got the job done. Amen? Amen. Amen. It got the job done. Amen. And here's my point, that God works through us in spite of us when we think it's just about us. That, that's, that, that points to pride, right? That points to pride. See, pride set in because, see, in verse 16, it tells us that at this point, Samson made himself a theme song. Mm -hmm. He made himself a, a theme song, and the theme song it said it went like, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I have killed a thousand men. See, if you studied this, you would see that it was in 4-4 four, four time. And Samson was somewhat of a poet. And he, he made himself a theme song, right? And he makes up a theme song, and, and, and he will always try to rhyme. If you look at how he did in earlier chapters, he always tried to get a rhyme going. So he was somewhat of a poet rapper, if you <laughs> right? And, and he was saying, like one writer said, that you can interpret it this way: with a jawbone of an ass, I have laid them in a mat. Oh. <laughs> right? And he just had a beat with it, with a jawbone of an ass. 
I have laid them in a mat. Assassinated. He was giving himself up, right? Pride. Pride gets it where God has to work through us in spite of us when we think it's just about us. Right? When we think it's just about us. See how can see see how you can just be a blessing and miss it yourself. See how God can use you to be a blessing in a situation and a blessing to others, and you miss that blessing yourself because you are in the wrong state of mind. You're in the wrong state of mind. God can use you to deliver somebody. God could use you to deliver people and deliver people in, through a situation. But yet, because your mind is all messed up, you can't see the blessing for yourself. He uses you to be a blessing, and you can't get part of that blessing yourself because your mind is messed up. You understand? And see, in other words, Samson perceived his circumstance as a personal conflict with the Philistines and not a battle that God called him to fight. Let me say that again. Samson perceived his circumstances as a personal conflict with the Philistines and not a battle that God called him to fight. If you didn't get it that way, let me tell you this way. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. Do you think God called you up and, and, and stressed you out to fight your own situation, to fight your own battle? He's telling you, hey, when you come to me, you are mine. I got your battle. I will fight your battle. I'll send you out like that. I am your backer. I fight your backer. See, God works through us in spite of us when we think it's just about us. Amen. And the last point is from verses 18 through 20. God works through us in spite of us when we don't believe He's with us. Amen. God works through us in spite of us when we don't believe he's with us. So Samson warm up. He tore him up, right? And, and in fact, one writer has stated that he, when he killed a thousand men, he had to literally go constantly and, and just just beat them and kill them all just with that just with that jawbone, right? And I believe statistically they broke it down and said if it took him about five seconds to kill just one person, if he killed a thousand of them, he was going at it constantly for about an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Just, just beating them up and killing them with that jawbone. So by this time he was thirsty. I mean the situation was he was in the hot sun and it was Beaming down on him, he was thirsty, and during that time, way back then, he couldn't go and just turn on the faucet. No. Water wasn't that, you know, ready and available. 
water was actually scarce. Good drinking water was scarce. So he couldn't all of a sudden, after he has worked up this thirst, he could have been literally dehydrated, like in danger zone at this time. And he was in dire need of water. So he looks to God and said, what, you ain't with me? <laughs> I mean, you worked through me, right? In spite of me, <laughs> you worked through me. And now you're not with me. You're about to leave me out here and, and die? You're about to leave me out here to die? You're not with me? Isn't it deep that when we get ourselves in situations and when we're the blame, all of a sudden we flip the script and God's the problem and not us? And that deep, when all of a sudden we get in a situation and we get ourselves in a thick of it, then all of a sudden we turn it. We turn the table, and it, it's God. God, you did this. You, you, you. You, you. I mean, I mean, I love you. I serve you. But you have got yourself in this mess. You got yourself in this mess. And then all of a sudden, it's him that's not being merciful. It's him that's not being gracious. It's him that's not being kind. No, it's... <laughs> It's you that got yourself in this situation. And, and people do that all the time, even in relationships. They go out there and they do their mess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they turn around and say, You the filthy. Yeah, you were the one. You were the one. I mean, they even do it to the church. Uh -huh. They go out there and they do whatever they want to do. And, and then they say, You know, the church wasn't paying you. The church didn't even have my back. Yeah. You didn't have the church back. <laughs> what were you? What were you when we needed someone to do X, Y, Z? But but yet, when the situation comes down and, and, and the rubber meets the road, all of a sudden it flips in the church. See, and that's how people do God also. They get themselves in the jam and then all of a sudden, God, you, you're not with me? And God says in his word, Lo, I'm with you always. I'm with you always. I, 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 I always, yeah, I always deal with mine. I, I, I never leave or say mine. I am with mine to the end. Right? I'm with them to the end. I, I am forever faithful. Right? I am forever faithful. Come unto me, all ye that labor and that are heavy. heavy. You carry a heavy load. He says, I will give you rest. Come unto me. So, so this is the message that we get from the Sunday school. Once again, God works through us in spite of us when we think it's just about us, right? God works through us in spite of us when we don't feel or don't believe he's with us. And the last one is God works through us. So I should say the first one was God works through us in spite of us when there is no us. Amen? Amen. So I pray today that you understand that God has a 
has a has a work for you. Mm. He has a purpose for you. Yes, he does. And my prayer is is that you don't get in the way of that. Mm -hmm. My prayer is is that it will never be said that God had to work through you in spite of you. Mm -hmm. I pray that God can work through you. Amen. Through you. Amen. Not in spite of you, mm -hmm. but through you. Mm -hmm. Amen. And, and in order for him to work through you, you have to have a relationship of faith and obedience to yeah. him. Yeah. You have to have a relationship of faith and obedience to him. You can't have a part-time thing going on. You can't just serve him when you want and then say, oh, oh I'm in trouble now, God. <laughs> no, no. You, it's got to be a consistent, a consistent thing. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a daily walk. You're forever depending on him on a daily basis. He is yours and you are his. Day by day by day. And he will be there for you always. That's what his word says. It's not what I say. That's what his word says. That he will be with you always. He will never leave you or forsake you. So we say, come to him now. If you don't have that relationship tonight, then let's get it right today. Amen. Amen. There are those that will be available to talk with you after this service, after we dismiss. They will be available to talk with you and then guide you through that to make sure that this relationship thing with God, this, this relationship with God is right. Amen. 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 Can we stand? God bless you all. There's nothing further. Dismissed.